Welcome back to the second part of our 10th episode with the founder of Foodcraft HK, Shima Shimitsu. Real food, real okay, food. yeah. Yes. <laughs> so what? Uh, what's real food then? Real food, things that your grandmother can recognize. Okay. <laughs> she gave me a lot of chocolate. I guess I'm, I'm in good shape. <laughs> I'm okay for real food. <laughs> yeah, good baking though. I gotta give credit to grandma. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. German yeah. bakery is legendary. So yeah. Oh really? Yeah, with yeast, so fermenting full circle. You see where we're coming? Yes. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Okay, so so then, what do you enjoy most? Is it the sourdough part? Is it a fermenting? What uh, what what have you discovered where you're really passionate about? Cooking wise, yeah, or I mean, in the whole uh, food craft journey and a food craft journey, um, it's a constant learning journey. So um, you know, throughout the the ten or eleven years that I have been doing this. I changed myself, and like for example, the recipes that I developed early on. I thought it was the best thing at that time, but now was it? <laughs> I wouldn't eat it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's ever evolving, and I think I enjoy the process of learning new things and hmm. adapting it. Okay, trying it out myself and see how I feel. Okay, so right now you have fresh sauerkraut, I guess, in the fridge. I saw it. I haven't tasted it. Gets better by the day. So <laughs> you, you got to pace yourself eating that, otherwise. Uh, <laughs> You lose out on the good flavors there. What else? Sauerkraut? What else we got? Sauerkraut. Oh, there's so many things. And we're big on vegan cheeses. Okay. Yeah, so we have a lot of nut-based or um, plant-based cheeses as an option. And um, we do baking, a lot of gluten-free baking. Mm -hmm. Um, We only bake to order so that you can't just walk in and say, I want a gluten-free sourdough. You have to order up front and then let us know that you're going to come pick it up or we can deliver it to you. So um, gluten-free baking. Uh, Gluten-free means always sourdough or is there another uh, sort of twist on a a gluten-free bread? Yeah, we have, um, well, we have a range of gluten-free sourdoughs like that has vegan cheese in it or olives or um, we have like a, a matcha chocolate fancy oh, wow. one yeah so we have different types but we also have like gluten-free banana cakes um, brownies we have like four different types of gluten-free brownies and um, gluten-free cookies so um, okay so you don't have to uh, lose out just because you're on a gluten-free diet absolutely there's plenty of goodies out there yeah, and gluten-free has evolved so much. It's not like the cardboard, you know, brittle, yeah, stuff that we we were used to. Mm. Our sourdough, the gluten-free sourdough is amazing. I actually like it more than the normal sourdough. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Tall, tall order. What do your kids say about all this? Are they on board or are they like hesitant with some of the... More exciting items because you said as you're with your yeah. parents you thought it wasn't cool when mm-hmm. your mom cooked what do you what do your kids think they think it's cool no, they think it's uncool <laughs> <laughs> some things never change so no. what are you gonna do are you gonna try to convince them or um, no. no just no. let them be they have their own journey um well the the best i can do is to keep the stuff like the very sugary stuff out of the house mm. so we try not to buy it um they do get a treat once a week and they can choose one sugary item mm. they're very happy about it but if you don't give them that opportunity then what i would have done is to go to my friend's house and grab all the, right. the junk from my friends so i don't want my kids to be doing that so they get a chance to have their treats 
And, and they're also exposed to um, the stuff that I make and the stuff that I really want them to be eating on. Okay. Yeah. Any, any crowd pleasers? Crowd pleasers. Um, they, they like the, um, the keto breads, the keto um, muffins that I make. Okay. Um, they're really good. Hmm. Even if you're, it, it doesn't taste healthy, put it that way. Okay. <laughs> That's important. <laughs> so, exactly. Like once you say, hey, this is healthy, eat it. Then people are like, oh, maybe not. Like yeah. it, it won't taste good. The tasting effect is to the advantage, right? Yeah. Mm. So you don't say it's healthy. You don't, you don't say anything about it. You just put it on the table. It looks like a muffin. They will eat it. It tastes good. So they will keep eating it. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Now I feel like having a muffin. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so uh, obviously you mentioned earlier the holistic part is something mm. that you're quite passionate about. So, so yeah. tell us more about holistic, your approach or the approach to holistic wellness. What does it include? Because it's more than just food, right? Yes, absolutely. But food is just one piece of the puzzle. Mm. So health involves your mental health, your physical health, and maybe even spiritual health. So all those have to work in harmony to make yourself really healthy and you know be your best self mm. so it's not just because oh i'm always eating organic i'm gonna be healthy no it's it's the entire thing so that's what i really experienced myself and i do want to share with as much as i can and i'm really appreciating this podcast because this is the way to get people maybe even know more about it because it's not really out there. It's not mm. available. And people think that health, um, you know, if you get a problem, you go to the doctors and you fix it. No, it's an everyday, everyday practice that you do for yourself. Because if you're not at your best, how are you going to be the best for other people? Mm. Absolutely. Mm. Interesting, because we had in our first podcast with was with a meditation instructor, mm. Berna Lee. So uh, that's part of, you know, holistic yeah. wellness as well, our well-being. That, that includes the spiritual side, obviously, as well. Uh, environment is also important, mm, right? And fair. community and all that. Yes. Um, so, so for now, are you just looking at the food part here? Or, I mean, you have a bit of community, I guess, with your cooking classes. Mm. But uh, are, you, are you looking to grow more into the holistic side of things? Or, or yeah. what's your... Um, yeah, so obviously my strength is the cooking part. And I that if I can be any help, of any help, then it will be the cooking part. I can teach people how to cook or, you know, what ingredients to choose. But um, I do also invite other teachers that can help with the spiritual side or the, the mental side or, or even like holistic um, practitioners like Ayurvedic teachers. Mm. Um, and also I would really like to work with a, a doctor so that I know doctors are very busy and they might recommend their patients to go on, say, a gluten-free diet. But if the patient is totally new to gluten-free, a lot of people don't know what is, what is gluten. Mm. You know, gluten is the protein in wheat and not many people know about that. Mm -hmm. So they will think glutinous rice has gluten. So that sort of stuff, um, maybe I can step in there and support, you know, the medical scene. I don't know. Um, I'm open to any opportunity mm. where I can be help. Yeah, because there's no real education about nutrition, right? If you go mm. through a normal schooling or mm. most schools don't really address maybe a bit in biology or maybe if you have a subject that's more geared towards mm -hmm. 
don't know what that, what's that called nowadays, but I've been out of high school in a long time. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> so, but yeah, as a kid, you at mm. least in our days, I guess we didn't learn much about nutrition in a proper way. And and back then it was sort of the pyramid with like carbs, yeah, and then some other stuff, right? Yeah. Um, which was not the right pyramid. I mean, there is a pyramid, I guess, but uh, that's changed over the time as yeah. well. How people perceive that, right? Exactly. And some people still follow that pyramid, which is pretty much designed by the food industry. Mm. So, um, yeah, that's Coca Cola on top, right? I think absolutely. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good Coke can be nice, but so yeah. so. Um, what's a good way for people to figure this out? Do they still have to go on the internet? I mean. Are you offering classes for that or where, where do you see this mm. opportunity going forward? Well, I don't really offer nutrition class mm. because I'm not a nutritionist. Yeah. Um, but I will sprinkle hints here and there in the cooking classes. Mm. And if that is sort of an inspiration, because there is a reason that you came to the cooking class already. It, you may or may not notice it, but you're shifting towards something to make you either feel better or relieve yourself from some, some kind of pain. So if those sprinkles will help you bloom or you know develop a, a really good understanding about health um that will be great mm. um but yeah i'm still sort of well what i'm doing at the moment is probably making healthier choices easier for people making it more accessible mm. and um, more convenient because if it's hard to make who's going to make it right Right. If you look at a recipe and it has like 15 ingredients that you don't know what it is, then probably you won't make that dish. So yeah. I try to develop recipes that are like super simple, can be made in like, you know, five, ten minutes. Mm. Yeah, that sort of stuff. Uh, it's on my blog. It's on it's on the Food Crap web- website. We have a recipe blog. So if you check there, you'll find a few recipes that are super easy to make. Okay. Yeah. Even well, people aren't as busy right now anymore. Anyway, you can't go out so much. So co- yeah. the COVID booster is still in effect, I guess, to some extent, right? I hope so. Yeah. I mean, well, it, it would be nice if COVID comes to an end. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in the interest <laughs> of your business, let's keep it rolling for a while. Okay. Um, now, in terms of the holistic uh, approach, you said it's much about awareness, right? Mm-hmm. People are just sort of a bit yeah. it's not on everybody's radar. Yeah. Which one do you think has the biggest potential? Is it food where you see it's the easiest to uh, to get gains towards wellness? Or it might are you biased but just by your background? It's only food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't like to eat? I guess um, food and also fitness. Um I think people are really into working out. Mm. Um, going to the gym has become like a, a habit. Like you brush your teeth, you go to the gym. So um, from it, it can be either way. You can start from food and then notice the difference. And then you'll feel the energy level and then start going to the gym. That's okay too. Mm. And then it can be vice versa. Like you start going to the gym thinking that you're going to build more muscles. And hey, it's not working. Like not only exercise works and then you change your diet and then you see it's you know a dramatic change so it can be different ways of the approach mm. i think okay mm. so it's it's everybody's own sort of journey yeah to figuring out what what's needed yeah mm-hmm. um because i think this it's again it's an awareness yes. factor somebody needs to see what the difference is yeah like and as you said it can be many different areas right yes. it could be also on the spiritual side it could mm-hmm. and what and then uh, you open a few more doors right and you yeah. sort of figure out what what's behind uh, like on a christmas calendar almost. 
only with good chocolate. <laughs> Again, <But> chocolate. <laughs> hey, I'm kind of hungry. I don't know why. I didn't have lunch. Maybe that's a problem. But yeah. And uh, we're surrounded by food. Imagine that. We're giving a podcast surrounded. Anyway, I'll get some sauerkraut later. Uh, okay. So, so, um, so having come all this way, what's mm. next? I mean, where do you see um, Foodcraft going? Uh mm. You've expanded. Would you go overseas? I mean, are you committed to Hong Kong? What's your What's your take for now? Well, um, it's hard to see myself expanding overseas with this kind of condition situation. So post COVID, <laughs> post COVID, yeah. Let's see what happens. Mm. Um, I'm open to, like I was always. Um, I'm open to anything, whatever the the universe or you know the future brings to me. But at the moment, I'm really focused on getting, you know, my business established in Hong Kong. Mm. Yeah. And it, it's a it's a full-time job. I I work f from like 8 a.m. to 6 or 7 p.m. And even if I go home, of course, I'm still thinking about food. Not that I'm hungry, but <laughs> <laughs> like, what can I do better? I'm always thinking about that. And, mm. you know, every time I go out, it's always a, an inspiration um, or it's 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 in me that's yeah. me so um yeah my focus now is to do the best what i can do in hong kong okay mm. and um obviously we're still going through COVID. Mm. and in terms of growing so mm. you go out there promote yourself uh you've been in some magazines i think right mm -hmm. so you 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 used to the usual levers and of the hong kong community what where do you focus on right now to get the word out the word out I think the internet will do a huge job. It has been doing, like, if you are seeking for information, you have all the information in your hand, literally. So um, just by putting it out there on the, the internet space or the cyberspace, mm. um, hopefully, you know, people who are seeking for the answer will catch it. Okay. Yeah. And um, do you collab with what gyms or I mean, would you collaborate with anyone or how mm. does it work right now that you uh, you're looking for chefs or still for the pots and pan stores or what, you know, what are you looking out there for people listening mm. want to see how they can can do something with food craft? At the moment, I'm just working in house. Okay. So we're, you know, um, doing things that we can do within this space. Mm -hmm. um, we're always open to collaboration. Um, it doesn't have to be in the same food industry. It can be totally different, like, say, the, the pet industry. Because, mm. you know, it's the same with human beings and pets. We've got to be eating the right things. Eating pet food may not be the right thing for your pet. So that sort of stuff, um, it can be totally different, but we can... I'm sure there's places that we can work together with other businesses. Mm, okay. Mm. And and where do you source your um, ingredients for the, the, the sauerkraut? Is that from local vendors? Is it all organic? Or how do you select your uh, ingredients as you go about? We have different ranges. Um, mm. So we do have organic line and we do have the conventional line. Um, obviously, organic is going to cost you more. So we do make it more accessible with the conventional line as well. Mm. And um, the thing that we really focus is on, on um, the thing that we really focus is um, that we use real food and we don't add any preservatives or additives or coloring or any kind of thing that your grandmother won't recognize. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> My grandma, man, it's, that's a whole different. Story. There's a podcast on its own. But um, okay, so so 
you stick to the basics mm-hmm. um, and the shelf life kind of, unless it's fermented, obviously mm. the shelf life is a bit shorter then, right? Yes. Particularly in Hong Kong with the humidity, yes. even your best sourdough will go a bit mushy after a while. It right? will. Yeah. yeah. So right. what's that, three days you can keep it normally? Sourdough, yes, I'll say three days. Um, yeah. I do recommend you just slice it and put it in the freezer if you're not going to eat it on the day. Right. Um, and and then, then a lot of other things, the shelf life is shorter. So that's why we can't really make it to supermarket shelves mm. because they don't want anything that is going to expire like in yeah. two, three months. Right. Yeah. And and your cheeses, the, the vegan cheeses? Oh, no. Um, yeah, they, they don't. Maybe a month or two. True. Depends on the type of cheese, but yeah. No cheese lasts that long in my house. But <laughs> it disappears. <laughs> yeah, magically. Okay. So uh, so shelf life is an issue. And um, mm. I guess delivery, how does that work? You go on a website, you place, go on a basket and check out, yeah. and then it shows up. Magically, yes. The next day? It can be. Uh, so if you order before 12 noon, it will be delivered the next day. Mm-hmm. If it's after 12, then it will be delivered the following day. Okay. But if you're like in a super rush, we do have an on-demand delivery. If you pay an extra $80, we will um, follow a time, like a two-hour window, and we'll deliver well, it. And you handle your distribution yourself? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is that easy or is it just, uh, I mean, depending on the number of orders that comes in? At the moment, it's manageable. So, okay. yeah, we do it in-house. Okay. Mm. Cool. All right. Um, now, we always have a thing where we talk about advice. Mm-hmm. So... What advice, if somebody is listening and they're like, oh, maybe I could live better or mm-hmm. more well, uh-huh. what advice would you tell someone that's saying, that's sort of listening to this is like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah maybe there's a point about all this talk. Right. What, uh, how do you, you go on the internet, you Google and uh, find out what, you, how, how do you learn to live well? Yeah. I guess, um, I guess. Maybe you want to focus on what you want to change. Mm. And that can be very personal. Say you, you might want to change your, I don't know, body shape or it can be, I don't know, skin tone or whatever it is. And and then if you notice what you want to change, then you can Google that. So you have a goal, basically, right? Yeah. Then you can work backwards. Exactly. Set mm. a goal and really find the cause of what is causing the things that you want to change. Mm. So you're like too sleepy or you don't sleep yeah. well. Yeah. Or you have too much weight, which is... Common. Right? Uh, what mm. else? You don't sleep well. You're uh, yeah. constipation. Uh, constipation. Yeah. Um, bloating, mm. a huge thing. And then even allergies. Like if you're constantly like itchy or you know that, it, say, if you eat seafood, you, you get a reaction. It's not really the seafood it's how your body is processing it mm. so um you want to look into how can i improve that so okay. and i think the questions around there okay and then mm. then you pretty much to yourself to figure out how to work the way back right once mm. you have the goal identified you do your own research and then yeah eventually you end up in food craft exactly <laughs> magically yeah. okay uh, how about the, the cooking part then? So then you know what, uh, mm. you know, I, but doesn't mean you can figure out how, how difficult is to is it to cook gluten-free versus uh, mm. with gluten diet? I mean, uh, yeah. obviously there's ingredients, but yes. uh, is that all it is? Just to choose the right ingredients and then everything's the same? Or yeah. do you need to be more, uh, 
learn some new skills mm. or like in your raw um in your in your culinary school yeah. in california yeah what new techniques did you learn there like how to use a food processor i never really used a food processor until i went to that raw culinary school uh, now everybody has one so i think even i bought one jesus you did yes i did oh. <laughs> german one i should add yeah but, ah. <laughs> uh, but um they're more ubiquitous now too right yes. i guess yes at least for people that that cook a bit more uh, mm. or, or uh, are around the house if you're always traveling then you obviously don't need hmm. yeah okay so food processor food processor blender hmm. um some people want food dehydrators or even a good oven okay yeah. yes i bought an oven too guess what <laughs> how do i know <laughs> yeah, i don't know a steaming function too yeah. yeah i should add that okay yeah so. so so then you have the techniques and then it's just a matter of Applying. knowing how to cook yeah and also practice it's the same with anything else you just have to get in there get your hands dirty and try out the recipes mm. and you figure it out how many tries for a recipe before you think you can uh three times four five it depends on your skill okay let's say <laughs> poor skill high ambition poor skill <laughs> where do we end up well okay um it really it's yeah it really depends but i think say really go through a recipe two times mm. and it should become yours anything that yeah in terms of uh, mistakes easy mistakes yeah or people just you don't measure it the right way or it happens and you you, you just learn from that okay or you get doing you don't get the heat right yeah that happens too Okay. It happens to me all the time. Okay. Yeah. So you just have to learn from it. And the more you do it, you will you will start to sense, oh, okay, this is not going the right way. I have to fix mm. the direction. And you get better at fixing up things. <laughs> okay. Crisis <laughs> management. Yes. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, so, so if you want to know more about nutrition and uh, call also living well, mm. how can you... Is it all about self-research or did you, have you found or come across other courses or offerings that you would say, this mm. is a good way to to level up in yeah. that space? Because as you said earlier, a lot mm. of people, they say like, oh, make sure you get your protein yeah, or, oh, you should eat your vegetables. Mm. It was like, oh, did you, why didn't you eat breakfast? You know, all these sort of uh, yeah. common beliefs and mm -hmm. misconceptions about food. Yeah. How can, if somebody wants to say, hey, I need to figure out how to, awareness is there. So mm -hmm. is it back to the internet? Or you can read some books. Mm. Um, I do listen to a lot of podcasts. Okay. Uh, made in Asia. Yes. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um, just just be hungry for information. And, and if you're really suffering from something, then do go to see a doctor. And, you know, not just try to fix the symptoms mm. that are showing on the surface or what you're feeling but really ask the doctor what is the cause of this right yeah then then you can start improving your health i think and and any podcasts that stand out where you say this is the best nutrition podcast or the top two any aside from made in asia uh, well we're not <laughs> only about nutrition but uh in your space what podcasts do you listen to I like to listen to um, Dave Asprey's um, Bulletproof Radio. Okay. Yeah, they talk about... This is from the Bulletproof Coffee side? Yeah. Okay, yeah. got it. It's pretty geeky, but um, he talks about really um, new things, new technologies. He calls it biohacking, mm. and it's very interesting. And he has a lot of guests that are 
professional in the field. So I always learn something new. It can be, you know, something about food. It can be something about your mental health or, mm. yeah, um, highly recommend that one. Bulletproof. Radio. Radio. Okay. Any other one? The other one, is, it's not really a podcast, but I do like Mark Hyman, Dr. Mark Hyman. Mm-hmm. He's a, a doctor in the States and he's a um, holistic an I'm not quite sure the title, but he's a um, a doctor, a medical doctor who does a holistic approach. Mm. And he has um, a few books. Um, uh, he talks about vegan diet, which is like a, um, a paleo diet plus vegan diet together. He's not yeah. saying it's either vegan or it's either paleo. It's like together. Um, so he has an interesting theory there. And he also talks about food fix, like how he really wants to change how the big food meaning like the the big corporate food is affecting our health and he's trying to change the system which i think is really really brave yeah good luck i mean (laughs) (laughs) it's a lot of work but if you know if you listen to what he talks about it makes a lot of sense Mm. and so i i do listen to his um what was the the program um one is broken brain Broken brain. Yeah, okay. he started from broken brain, the the video series, hmm. and he talks about how our mental health, how our brain is affected by the environment. Oh, yeah, I think I saw it on the plane. This was uh, during a time when I was still flying. <laughs> flying. But, uh, yeah, broken. I think that rings a bell. Yeah, something about how sugar, you know, yeah. impacts your. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So that that's how we started, and then he also talks about um, overall health. And, mm. Yeah, it's really interesting. So. Yeah, a lot of information is out there. Broken brain. Broken okay. brain. Doctor, what was his name? Mark Hyman. Mark Hyman. Okay, cool. Uh, so, so new, bulletproof radio. Radio. Okay, mm. and Mark Hyman. Those are the two gurus to follow. Anyone else? That's good. You think that's a good start? I can go on. <laughs> okay, <laughs> maybe. Uh, will uh, anybody can reach out to yes. Shima on the Foodcraft underscore HK Instagram? Mm-hmm. I guess on your website, there's also contacts details, foodcraft.hk. Yes. You can check that out. uh, Any questions or um, any follow-ups. Okay, so what do you think for the next 10 years? Mm -hmm. This is our our closing question almost. We're almost there on the hour. Um, Next 10 years, Mm -hmm. what's going to happen in this space of wellness and nutrition? I mean, you've been in it for six or Mm -hmm. longer. Yeah. Um, We've bought the food processor. (laughs) Yes. We back out the oven. Yes. <laughs> Dehydrating, not yet, but uh, maybe a sous vide or something. So, so, mm. but in all reality, so what's going to happen in the next 10 years? Uh, My prediction. Yeah. Is any new trends or, I mean, what's, what, what's, uh, trend, you, yeah. you just see more of wellness nutrition uh, or like better nutrition out there? What do you think is going to happen? My prediction is that we're going to see a split. So the people who are informed or want to be informed are going to discover more about that and really build their health towards because you can really control your own health. Mm. Uh, And this is a big thing to say, but if you have your mindset right and the tools around you, you you can be responsible of your own health. Mm. So there will be a group of people that, discover that and then move more towards that way and then on the other hand there will be people who are deprived from the information and they will get even sicker maybe Mm. and you don't want to be on that side 
Yeah. So, so the awareness, um, yeah, kind of comes a two, uh, two lane street, sort of two lane society almost. I guess so. That's, okay. Well, I, I think it's already happening, to be honest. Mm. Um, but it, it will be even more obvious, just like the economy, like the rich get richer and the right. poor get poorer. It's going to be the same with health. So, is it a matter of affordability? The awareness? No, no, it, it's not about affordability. Well, okay, yes. Um, I will say unhealthy food is more affordable in a way, but it's also the way you choose because if you if it really matters to you, you are going to open up your wallet and you're going to pay for it. Mm. But if you don't know the value of it, then it doesn't mean anything to you. It's just something that is expensive and fancy. Yeah. Right. But you, you're not looking at the doctor bills. You're not looking at your medical bills. You're not seeing how much the society is paying for mm. healthcare. And yeah, people will, I hope people will wake up to that and really notice how important it is as a collective to be responsible of your own health. Yeah. I'm not an expert, but uh, even if you go to a Chinese doctor, they don't really tell you what you should. I mean, they sometimes say, oh, don't eat shrimp, right? This kind of stuff. <laughs> watch you. But this is a, every doctor tells you to watch your cholesterol mm. and then they give you other stuff to kind of address your ailments rather than taking things out, as you say, right? Yeah. So, um, are you hopeful that uh, there'll be a change for the better? or um... It's hard to say. Um, I wish so. Mm. I really do wish so. I want this society to be healthier and happier. But it's it requires work. And not many people are open to changes and really looking at the truth. Looking at the truth is scary. Mm. So a lot of people want to ignore it. Um, and... Well, it depends on how painful it gets, I guess. Okay. Just like the climate change. When it's in your face, then you start to reduce the amount of plastic that you use. Mm. Okay. <laughs> are you low plastic here? I guess you are. We right? try. Sort of? We, we try. try our best. Yeah. yeah. And uh, sauerkraut comes in glass jars. It so, does. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Tastes good too. I mentioned before, maybe. All right. Well... Mm. Shima, we're up on time. Yes. Uh, it's been a quick hour. It been was a blast. so fast. Yeah, time yeah. flies when you're having fun, right? It was fun. So um, thanks so much for uh, mm. being with us and thanks for listening in and watching. Uh, this was uh, our 10th episode, uh, Made in Asia, the podcast about entrepreneurs and creators in the experience and transformation economies in Asia. Uh, Shima Shimitsu is the founder and, uh, oh, well, founder of Foodcraft Hong Kong. Yes. And also a raw vegetable For, chef, isn't it? Former. Raw, former. former. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> graduated on. Okay. But yeah. you still got the tricks, right? I mean, I, I can yeah, teach raw food. Okay, there you go. So if you want to get in touch, uh, you can find links uh, on our website or on the uh, on the link also on the YouTube. It's all out there on the blog. And obviously you can get in touch and follow on the Instagram foodcraft underscore HK. Uh, so we'll be back. Uh, Hopefully it won't be as long a break as after the, this episode, before this episode, because uh, we all had things to do. But um, thanks so much, Shima. Thank uh, you. This My was pleasure. fun. It yeah. was fun. Let's and, do it again. <laughs> uh, let's grow the awareness about uh, what well-being includes out there. Yes. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. This is the end of the second part of our 10th episode, Made in Asia, the podcast. Today, we learned from Shima Shimitsu, the founder of Foodcraft HK, what it takes to set up an online shop in Hong Kong and how to live well following a holistic approach. 
please check us out on our website made-in.asia or follow us on the gram made in asia underscore the podcast appreciate all of you following and liking and please stay tuned for our next episode thanks and goodbye